sixth graders, welcome to episode 17 of Miss K Radio, updates from the world of sixth grade language arts in a very strange school year. I'm glad you're here. This episode, we're going to be looking at a somewhat hefty book. Can you hear how big it sounds? It's called Voices of Rondo. This book is cool, well one, because it's about a neighborhood in St. Paul. Two, because it contains oral histories, um, which are people telling their story from their life. So Rondo is a really important historic neighborhood in St. Paul, and I'll just read the blurb on the back of the book. In Voices of Rondo, stories told through the eyes of St. Paul's historic Rondo community illuminate the northern urban black experience during the first half of the 20th century. That means 1900 to 1950. We glimpse the challenges of racism and poverty and share the victories of a community that educated its children to be strong, find personal pride, and become the next generation of leaders in Minnesota and beyond. And these oral histories were collected by Kate Cavett and David Vassar Taylor. So I'm going to read you the introduction that kind of tells you what the book is about. And I thought this was an interesting one to look at because of those connections. And then also because collecting oral histories is a type of research gathering. And maybe you haven't thought of that before, but actually talking to someone and writing down their story is a type of research. So let's hear what David Vassar Taylor has to say in the forward to Voices of Rondo. One of the earliest pictures in my life history scrapbook was taken in front of 1016 Rondo Avenue. It may have been the summer of 1948, for I appear to have been about three years of age. My family lived in an upstairs apartment above the McFarland family and a block of substantial homes. In subsequent years, my family would move back and forth between Oatmeal Hill and Cornmeal Valley on streets on either side of Rondo, St. Anthony, Central, Carroll, and Dayton Avenues. This was my neighborhood. It did not have a name. It just was. Several of my mother's sisters, Grandpa Vassar, cousins, and other relatives all lived within walking distance and visited often. My world was defined by the church to which we belonged, the schools I attended, the community centers that provided recreation and entertainment, and proprietary stores from which we purchased or stole sweets. There was an order to life that was defined by certain values. As children, we were admonished to adhere to principles like the golden rule, do unto others, and the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not, even though our parents selectively exempted themselves from some of these provisions. It was a secure world where everyone knew his or her place and everyone had a place. It was not until much later that I understood and appreciated socioeconomic class differences as they played out in such a small, compact community. The name Rondo community is of more contemporary origin, arising out of an attempt to recapture the sense of a community lost during the Model Cities program days. Model Cities was a national program in the 1960s designed to encourage restoration of America's inner cities through a program of urban renewal and economic revitalization. In the name of progress, whole urban neighborhoods of blighted housing 
and declining businesses were eradicated and replaced with new concepts of urban design, space utilization, and reconstituted neighborhoods. In St. Paul, our neighborhood became known as Summit University, an area enclosed by University Avenue on the north, Lexington on the west, Summit Avenue on the south, and Summit and John Ireland Boulevards on the east. The program area contained the largest percentage of black residents in the city. Rondo Avenue, renamed Concordia Avenue upon completion of Interstate 94 and now a service road, runs from east to west. The name Rondo Neighborhood became the rally cry of former and present residents of the area who attempted to create a more positive image of the community by sponsoring activities to raise the consciousness of our residents to the unique history of this area of the city. The first I Remember Rondo Day celebration was held in the Reverend Denzel A. Cardi Park. Later annual celebrations included parades, craft booths, food and entertainment. The celebration has been compared to a large family reunion with former residents living as far away as California and Texas, returning to reconnect with their earlier lives. Nostalgia surrounding our neighborhood has been partially responsible for the annual Rondo Day celebration success. People experience community life from different perspectives. Each perspective is valid and can be authenticated. The history of this community, in part, rests upon the stories of individual experiences. These perspectives have been captured in literary works as The Days of Rondo by Evelyn Fairbanks, Son of Rondo by James Griffin, A Choice of Weapons by Gordon Parks, Standing Tall by Roy Wilkins, and many other sources. Earl Spangler, 1963, The Negro in Minnesota, and David Taylor, 2002, African Americans in Minnesota, provided more comprehensive reviews of the historical development of the Black community in St. Paul. The Minnesota Historical Society possesses a rich collection of oral interviews taken from former and present Black residents of Duluth, Fergus Falls, Alexandria, Lutzen, Stillwater, and the Twin Cities. The use of oral histories has been critical to understanding community history. Although we live in a society rich in documents that establish our official identities, census data, government records, health records, etc. These records do not and cannot speak to the quality of our lives, our hopes, our dreams, and common experiences. The story of a community lies beneath the surface of everyday life, where personal experiences are shaped by common experience, culture, language, religion, and shared belief systems. Each individual experiences and interprets these aspects of life in different ways. By sitting down and exploring these questions in person on an individual basis, we begin to better understand the essential nature of human communities. Oral histories are also reflective of socioeconomic class structures. Although in most African American communities, racism and discrimination were and are pervasive influences and great levelers, even in the smallest of communities, we find socioeconomic class differences. Thus, remembrances of things past are influenced by family resources, perceived social class status, and aspirations. In the past century, skin color directly or indirectly influenced perception of social class standing. A rich resource for oral history lies in the life experiences of our most senior citizens, 
Theirs is a collective memory of things past and present. They have experienced forces that have both altered and changed the physical nature of their communities, as well as the social, cultural, and economic realities of their times, both local and national. They remember the when and are grounded in the now. By exploring their individual and collective experiences, we come to better appreciate human adaptability in the presence of change, the will to persevere in the face of hardships, and the faith and enduring values that not only served as a moral compass for them, but also instruct the next generation of youth and community leaders. Voices of Rondo is a rich collection of edited interviews taken from persons who lived, worked, or played in the Rondo neighborhood, ranging from 100 years to their mid-50s. For the most part, these individuals are second or third generation African-Americans whose grandparents settled in St. Paul at the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th centuries. The grandparents came in search of employment opportunities and to raise families. Although Minnesota appeared to be more liberal with respect to race relations, the lives of these pioneers were still compromised by persistent racism, discrimination, and the compromising of fundamental rights. Therefore, it's not surprising to note that in almost every interview, there are references to the often debilitating effects of racism on personal aspirations and community vitality. Faced with discrimination, the community developed organizations and activities designed to educate, provide recreational outlets for children and adults, and to attend to their spiritual needs. Small African-American businesses flourished, trained professionals attended to health needs, and the black press kept the community in contact with national movements. These pioneers recognized the importance of honest work, family, homeownership, and education. The lives of the interviewees reflect those basic values and more often than not, their children went on to earn advanced degrees. The text of Voices of Rondo has been enriched with pictures that capture their interviewees in their youth, middle, and golden years. Many photographs depict youth activities, adult social clubs, homes, and businesses, work sites, and relatives. They provide a brief glimpse into a world from the perspective of ordinary people who lived in it. Absent from these pictures are images of overwhelming impoverishment, these are images of strong, proud people. It is our hope that this effort to capture the essence of Rondo community history will empower others to explore their past. Did you hear any street names that sounded familiar in that introduction? I feel like some of you must um, live or have visited those areas on a regular basis since they are very close to our school neighborhood. Oh, I think this book sounds kind of exciting to read. I might have to dive into it a little more. So it has many stories of different people. So each, each section is a different person's story. And then within that, there's photographs. So literally each chapter is just somebody's name. Are tons of them. I didn't count, but it looks like at least 30. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about St. Paul, this might be a good book to, to take a look at. Um, this is also a neighborhood that was impacted. They mentioned Highway 94 in there. Um, 
during the time when those bigger highways were being developed in the U.S., they often were put in places where they cut black neighborhoods in half, which had really drastic effects on community and the economies of those small communities. Um, So that's another side topic that connects that might be interesting to learn more about since it is part of our neighborhood. So that was Voices of Rondo, the introduction. Perhaps we'll read one of the stories next episode. I will put links to this book in the description. And I want to know if that sounds interesting to you to read about stories from your own city, your own neighborhood, your own street. Or maybe you've already been doing that. Tell me about it. Talk to you soon. Take care, 6th grader.